Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Ipunovio Late Night Adults Only Show. My name is Carmen and we're back with another YouTube Live. I know I haven't done one in a while, but we're here now. I'm really excited because I have a very special guest that I'll be introducing later on throughout the episode, but I wanted to thank everybody for tuning in for last week's episode. I interviewed my Bumble Match P, which was kind of crazy. Um, shout out to you for being down to, you know, put yourself out there because I don't think it's every day that you get a Bumble match. It's just like, yeah, like interview me. It's, it's okay. <laughs> but they were definitely down. So thank you so much for doing that. If you want to catch up with all the Itunovio episodes and keep up with everything that's going on, um, you can tune in via Spotify. Just search Itunovio on Spotify. You can, you can catch that episode and much more. So yeah, tune in there. And then also, I wanted to let you all know that this Saturday, I have a live radio interview with another special guest. It's at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'll put more information on that in the description below for this video. But I wanted to emphasize how excited I am to have the guest that I have today. I've been wanting to plan this interview for a while, so I'm really happy that I have the pleasure of welcoming um, Sophia Darling. Am I saying it correctly? It's Sophia. Rhymes with Sophia. Mafia. Sophia Darling. I'm going to get it correct, okay? So correct me anytime, no problem. Um, but yes, I have her here today. Um, she has an amazing presence on social media. She's a kink expert, sex expert. So yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I, I, I'm becoming a very quick fan of you, Carmen. I've been having so much fun um, preparing and getting ready for this. I was like, oh, I can't wait for us to do something again in the future. I'm sure this is going to be a hit. Um, so I am a sex educator uh, slash kink specialist. I've been in the kink BDSM lifestyle for a little over 10 years now, so like 2009 and then forward. Um, I originally started um, just by curiosity. I was a, a employee at an adult store back when I lived in St. Louis, Missouri. And I'm that type of person who wants to know everything about what I'm doing. So I started exploring more and more about like sex positivity and sex education and BDSM and kink and instantly fell in love with it. And it all just took off from there. No, I love it. And I love that you put the fact that, you know, you're a kink specialist and sex educator because a lot of people don't tie in education with sex. And it's so important that people know that it is a combination of both things because not everyone knows everything about everything. Um, but I also wanted to talk about the fact that you are a co-owner for a very special business, which is honestly basically the theme of this episode, I wanted to touch base on kink related businesses and kink focused businesses, because I believe that everybody has a kink that they haven't tapped into yet. Mm. So I haven't personally found a kink that, you know, gets me going yet, but I believe everyone has one. So I wanted to ask you, since, you know, I have an expert here, do you believe everyone has a kink? I believe that everyone does, I believe everyone has a kink. I don't necessarily believe that everyone has to have like an extreme kink. 
So um, I guess just a little bit of vocabulary. There is a kink and then there's a fetish. A kink is something that causes you sexual arousal that is kind of out of the ordinary. So we'll take feet, for example, because it's one of the most common fetish, uh, kinks and fetishes. So if you had a kink for feet, it would mean that you like looking at feet. You like admiring feet, touching them and being in their presence, but you don't need it to have an orgasm. It's just like icing on top of the cake. If you had a fetish for feet, it means that it gets you aroused and you need it to have an orgasm. So that would mean that you would need to be touching and caressing and seeing and watching feet on your, your, your device or whatever the case may be in order to be able to have that orgasm. So I think everyone has a kink, but they're not always extreme. Some people's kink could be something as light and simple as like being rubbed with feathers or being tickled. Um, some people like the more extreme things like asphyxiation, which is like breath play. And some people like things like impact play, which is like spanking and things like that. No, I love that we're also like defining the terms because, you know, I didn't know that. Sometimes I feel like, for me, it's, like it's like a gray area. I'm like, is it a fetish? Is it a kink? And then I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know if I want to share this with my partner. <laughs> so thank you for, for clarifying that. You're welcome. I always tell people if you want to share something with a partner and you're scared, you can always just blame it on social media. You just say, hey, so lover, I read this article on, on you know, somebody.com. I read, I saw a link on Twitter. I saw something on Instagram. What do you think of that? And they'll either reply back and say, uh, oh, that's not really for me. Or they'll say, oh, I'm intrigued. I want to hear more. So it's kind of like a third party neutral way of blaming it on someone else, but it's secretly in the back of your head. No, I love that. I'm definitely going to take note because I definitely have a couple things that I want to share in 2021. Um, but Safia, I definitely wanted to talk about Crease Boutique. And is it a kink based business or a fetish based business? It would be a mix and match. So uh, the story behind how Crease started, so I guess the, a quick recap is Crease, we are a sex positive uh, femme owned business for people who have a fetish for dirty gar undergarments. So whether they're panties or jock straps or socks, stockings and things of that nature. Right now, we're currently only doing panties, but we're hoping to expand. Um, if we were going to like be all technical, it falls under the umbrella of mesophilia or mysophilia, which is the fetish for fluids. So somebody who has a fetish for dirty underwear or saliva, um, uh, semen, cum, things of that nature. You know, what's uh, pretty interesting though. Um, I feel like, well, I'm speaking for myself, but mm -hmm. I know that I definitely smell my underwear and I know my own smell because mm -hmm. I'm super prone to yeast infections. So I don't think it's crazy and out there that people smell, you know, underwear or things of that nature. Um, but in terms of monetizing that as well, how did, how did that idea come about? Because you said you're a co-owner. So like, does your partner, did you all just meet up for coffee and we're like, you know, I have a great idea. Let's monetize this and do some e-commerce. Like, let's run with it. 
So the monetization actually started completely by accident. So the, I'm co-owner with my twin sister, and then we have two private investors. And um, my sister was in the process of selling some stuff that she wanted to sell, that she had wanted to get rid of from her bedroom on Craigslist. And she had laid it out on, on a bed. And she said, here's a photo of what I'm sending. And then she put it up. And then she got a reply and someone said, yeah, 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 I know you're selling the thing, but how much for the panties? Because there was a pair of panties sitting on in the corner of the photo. She's like, no, 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 I'm not selling the panties. I'm just selling this other thing, you know, whatever. And then someone else replied. She got three messages total where the person, where three different people were like, but what about the panties? What about the panties? And then finally she said the third person was like, what about the panties? She said, fine, I'll make me an offer. What do you want to pay for these panties? And the person was like, "Uh huh? I'm like, that's right. Yeah. So then the person was, she was like, the person was like, I'll pay you $350 for those dirty panties. And she's like, bet, done. So (laughs) she, um, the only stipulation the person had was they wanted to know that they were coming from someone who was curvy or plus size. So she sent them a crop photo of me, apparently, because she didn't have any photos of herself <laughs> in her phone, cropped from the neck down, and the person was like, Kirby, got it, good, great, uh, and she said, if you send me the, um, the funds, I'll send you a tracking number, and then the transaction happened, it was just this, like, chill college person who was just, like, he, I think he even was using his college email address, <laughs> to make this transaction I guess maybe he used his student his student loan money who freaking knows hopefully not um and she was like wow so this is pretty cool and she's like and that feels like really empowering to like be a femme person who's able to sell and monetize something that you have that you own that belongs to you and you got to negotiate a price and like do like a business transaction no, I love that. I, I feel like we forget like good old Craigslist because we have so many apps that are coming, you know, from all direction. But I think that's amazing. How crazy. I feel like maybe it was meant to be is like three times a charm after the third time. You're like, you know what? Like, let me let me see how much you're trying to offer. <laughs> but yeah, she, she explained I it as the first two times she thought that it was just like somebody being silly and pranking. And then she's like, well, the third time from a third a third person inquiring like clearly this is a thing so she mentioned it and mentioned it to me and it was a really funny story that she told us at Thanksgiving (laughs) and then uh me and our other two investors were like this could be something real and we're like absolutely and mind you we thought all this up before um I think it's featured on like an episode of like NCIS and selling your panties is also featured on like Orange is the New Black so this was all before any of that happened um which is a very funny coincidence I do want to ask that did the idea come before you put yourself out there as like a sex educator and a king specialist or this was already like you were already doing your own thing in the sex space before the idea was solidified it actually came um after I think that my sister felt safe to be able and to be able to go through the process by being a, by being able to see what I do as a sex educator and realizing that the idea of indulging someone's kink or fetish, there's nothing to be shamed about. 
for wanting to do that. There are plenty of people within the privacy of their bedrooms. They indulge their partners, like odd kinks and stuff like that. I have friends who have kinks that are everything from like licking eyeball, licking eyeballs to playing in belly buttons. Um, I have some friends who have kinks for like smelling sports bras. And once you are in like a very sex positive space, the taboos and the social stigmas that are surrounded by those sort of topics, they just kind of melt away. No, I think it's super important as well that like one, uh, she felt comfortable. I mean, apart from that, you are twin sisters. That's super fun fact. Are you the, the oldest, eldest? I am. I'm older by six minutes, which is great. Okay, you know, six just, minutes is six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But no, that's great that, you know, like um, she felt comfortable like coming to you and doing that. Um, I do want to ask because with, you know, with every business, there is that um, consumer type questions. How, how does the business run in terms of confidentiality? Because um, I know not everyone's super open to, you know, have their kink or fetish flag flying so how do you you know support the customer but also keep their confidentiality in mind so when it comes to customer confidentiality everything is shipped in like a brown paper bag style packaging um we um don't wear all the panties ourselves we source out to other people and they wear them for us so because it started off as us wearing them all the time and then we were like we got to figure out how to make this more efficient so the other person who wears them they wear the panties and then um each order comes with a cute little comment card that says what they were doing when they were wearing them so I went to Runyon Canyon or I went to hot yoga and stuff like that which is really great because we try to keep the space between the person buying it and the person wearing it as neutral as possible. So then that way they feel like they were part of the experience without having to like interview the other person. Um, some of the other panty selling websites and stuff like that are interesting, but you have to do a lot of like, almost like courting the other person who's buying your used, your used garments. And sometimes that can feel really intrusive. So this is a really like, there's the consumer, there's us, and then there's the person who's wearing the panties, and they don't really communicate with each other. So it comes in a discreet packaging. The billing is really discreet, too. It doesn't say crease. It basically just looks like um, you bought something from, like, a sporting goods shop. Um, everything comes vacuum sealed, so then that way it's as pungent as possible, <laughs> and um, it's all done in, like, throwaway, recyclable-style packaging, so that way someone doesn't have something hanging around their home. Um, what tends to happen a lot with this particular fetish kink is it has a lot of shame um, associated around it. That a Why lot do you of think the there's shame from that? I, what, what most of our consumers are are people who are male identified and in the event they wanted to get access to somebody's underwear they were usually like stealing it or sneaking it from a family member from a sister from a girlfriend from someone else's laundry hamper and things like that so there's like a sneakiness that comes along with it and I also think the sneakiness goes hand in hand I think the be sneaking around and doing something you're not supposed to feeds the kink and the fetish. But there's usually, 
I, unfortunately, you, if you do like a little bit of, we've done a lot of research and we've come across a lot of people who, when their girlfriend or their sister or somebody discovered that they were stealing and sniffing their underwear, they were mortified and they got yelled at and they got shamed and they had people telling their business to other folks. So it's just something that they kind of privately do in their room and no one else knows about it. No, I, I think that's super important too, to, um, for people listening, you know, like, um, not every kink is socially acceptable, sure. um, which is, you know, and now in society, what is socially acceptable up to you and your discretion? But yeah, like, I definitely don't think, um, people should be shamed for their kink, especially in this situation of like, they have access to, to, you know, you know, your services, um, way better than, you know, stealing or doing all of that um but I wanted to ask since you said most of your your like customers are male identified do you also find that like women or gender fluid individuals are also buying your product and how do you know like do they identify themselves when they buy it or how does the transaction work when they're on the site when they're on the website, and I guess disclaimer too, um, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, our website is currently um, is, is, on, is, is on, on pause, um, especially when the COVID-19 pandemic first began, there was all these studies about like semen and fecal matter and all these other things and how it was passed and the idea of someone having to put something to their face um, and possibly contracting COVID-19 was just not a liability we wanted to be responsible for. Funny fact though, people who have this particular fetish, it's a very strong urge for them. The idea of consuming or sniffing or putting something like in your mouth or up your nose that could possibly give you something kind of feeds into that whole like sneaky thing for them <laughs> so they don't hate the idea but we don't necessarily want to be responsible for anything scary that could happen for them in terms of like germs and things like that um so the website is on pause but in the event when the website relaunches in may um, it's getting like a little rebranding and stuff like that too uh, the customer, when they go through and they select the um, item that they want to purchase and they get their particular item, it allows them to be able to uh, see little notes about what size uh, the person was who wore them. Um, it also, some people care about ethnicity. So that sort of thing happens. And then sometimes they do correspond with us via email to get more details. Like, oh, how long were these worn and things like that. And somewhere along that process, they tend to identify themselves on whether they are male, female, uh, gender fluid or whatever the case may be. The number of the, the number, I guess if we have to do a statistic, it is definitely a uh, 90% of the consumers are people who are male identified and the other 10% would be other. And I would say other would wrap in people who are femme identified and then people who are non-binary. No, I love that because I think, you know, oftentimes when we think of a specific kink, sometimes in our mind, we think it's very gendered, like, oh, this kink is solely for male identified individuals or solely for female identified individuals but I think you know sexuality is so fluid that it really goes both ways um but I also believe that if you're you know supporting kink and fetish-based businesses as a consumer you have to be educated too right you need to know that confidentiality is key 
like wherever your product is coming from is good. And then, um, you know, because at the end of the day, I'd be giving reviews to everything. I'm that person, like whenever I get something from Amazon that I'll give a review and I'm just like, oh my God, like um, have people, you know, provided reviews on the panties or underwear that they've received? And how does that make you all feel as businesswomen? I value constructive criticism in any way, shape, or form that it comes in. So some people, so if, if people do decide to fill out a survey, um, they do get a discount code to get um, 10% off of their next purchase. So it does kind of give them incentive to give us a little bit of feedback. So even one simple um, feedback note that we got from a particular consumer was they wanted to know specific, that's where the idea came in and it disclosing the ethnicity and the weight and the size of the people who are consuming, who are wearing the items, because they wanted to know that it was worn by someone who was brown. They wanted to know that it was a Latina that was wearing their particular garment, that for them, fetishes and kinks are very personal. And for them, they are taking this item, doing whatever it is they're doing with it, whether it's they're going in their mouth or they're wearing the panties or they're sniffing them or laying on them or wrapping their pillow with them. The list goes on and on. <laughs> and they are recreating a fantasy in their head. And they would like to know if this is authentic to that particular fantasy. So we have one woman who wears them for us and she is pregnant and we actually, so, okay, here's a fun story. Um, people often think, or I think for some reason, there's this general idea about what your vulva and what your vaginal secretions are supposed to smell like. So you even mentioned before, you have sniffed your own panties because you want to be conscious about what's going on with your body's pH. So right. people for some reason think that different ethnicities smell or taste differently. False. Your diet is what mostly consists on what your what your fluids and secretions smell like. Very similar to your breath. If you ate garlic, you smell like garlic. If you ate onions, you smell like onions. So one of the young ladies we have that wears panties for us, um, her name is Frankie, and she's a vegan. And we said, Frankie, she was like, I'm so excited. I'm going to wear these panties for you. She gave them back to us. She wore them for three days, uh, which is the minimum. And they smelled like an oatmeal cookie because she doesn't <laughs> consume dairy and she doesn't consume any meat products. And I, we were like, Frankie, I don't know. This smells great, but yeah. this isn't the like generic smell that our client is looking for. I need you to wear these a little longer. So Frankie took them back and she wore them for three more days. She went to, she's the one who went to hot yoga in them. <laughs> She took them while she was dog walking. She wore them everywhere. And they finally came back after day six with like this nice pungy sort of smell to them. But it was, it was a very funny experience. <laughs> no, I love it because it, it's so true. You know, like every, everybody is different. Everybody does have, you know, separate smelling odors and things like that. Um, but did you mention that she was pregnant? No, Frankie's not the pregnant one. She's the vegan one. But there is a pregnant oh. woman and hers has more of an earthy smell. Okay, I love that one of your, well, I don't know. Do you call them employees? Um, we call them crease girls. Crease girls. I love that one of your crease girls is pregnant because there's this false notion that if you're pregnant, for some reason, you're not sexual anymore or you can't participate in anything that, oh my gosh, might be a little taboo. But I love that one of your crease girls was 
pregnant. Um, how do you go about sourcing, you know, different crease girls to join the team? So it's actually been a really great, like word of mouth sort of activity. I used to manage a burlesque troupe. So it started off with me sourcing out to some of the girls in my burlesque troupe. And then someone else found out that they were getting paid for wearing their underwear and turning them into me. So then they started doing it as well. So what we (laughs) do is we actually buy the underwear in like a bulk and then we distribute the underwear and then they give the underwear back. So no one's being asked to take anything from their personal, um, from their personal inventory, because I feel like that that's rude. So we provide them with the underwear that they wear, they wear them and they give them back and then they get uh, quality controlled um, and they get air out for a little longer. People, for some reason, think that you can catch germs from dirty underwear and that's not the case. Um, they air out long enough to get crunchy. <laughs> and that's when you know that they're dry and anything that's on them is dead. Um, because like bloodborne pathogens and things like that, they die once they hit the air. Um, most of the girls who are wearing them, there is no sort of worry about those things. But even if that was the case, it's, it's not, it's a non-issue. Um, and then they get vacuum sealed and they get labeled on the who, what, when, where, why's of what's going on to them. They go up on the website and they go to the consumer. I do want to ask, um, what would be like the tier level of the way that you structure the underwear? Like, is it like, oh, like three days is worth more than a week? Like, how do the tiers work if there is any? The tiers work in terms of how long they are worn. And in the event, someone who is a prominent personality has worn them so we do have some uh we do have some that are sitting in inventory that are waiting for the relaunch that are dominant local dominatrix we have local sex workers and we also have some porn star underwear as well so then those obviously carry a heavier price tag because those people have a heavier following that's awesome are you comfortable kind of uh maybe providing a range from the lowest to highest the lowest would be 150 and the highest would be just a little under 400. 400? Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know someone's going to pay. We just you got stimulated not too long ago. <laughs> I do want to ask because um, I, I want to know if this is maybe a category or, you know, regarding like the hygienics of it, but can people request period underwear? Yes, they can. They can request geared underwear. They can request um, whether or not someone has had intercourse in or while wearing these underwear. And the special request just basically um, increases the price. And that mostly is because the person who's wearing them then has to do more work to be able to make these underwear come to whatever life that they need to. Oh, wow. I needed to ask that. I'm like, is that a thing? Like, can someone it, it like receive the period pennies? <laughs> yes. And I, I even had a couple interesting run-ins while working at um, uh, an adult store that um, I have, we have all these, um, you know, when you go to an adult store, there's often like display products. So you can see the item and see how big it is and if it's squishy enough for you. So we did, uh, I worked at a fetish store specifically and I, we used to have customers that would come in and they would either steal the display or they would want to purchase the display. And they would say something like, oh, so 
uh, how long has this dildo been sitting here? I'm like, oh, well, it's probably been on display for a little under like four months. And they'll be like, oh, how many people do you think touched it? And I'm like, oh, maybe a couple hundred people. We see people here often. He's like, a couple hundred or like <laughs> a lo- like thousands. And I'm like, thousands. <laughs> Give it to me. And they want to pay full price. Because normally like you go into like Ikea or something and you buy the display product and you try to negotiate a discount because it's already been taken out of the box. And these people come in and they not only want to buy the product, they want to buy it at full retail price. And then when we say, oh, I'm so sorry, we can't sell the displays. That's against our, you know, we're not supposed to do that. It's against what we're supposed to be doing. They're like, I'll pay you double. I'll pay you triple for this dirty dildo that all these other people (laughs) have touched their hands on. And I'm like, ooh, you dirty, dirty man. Let's go, let's ring you out. (laughs) Yes, yes, I love that. And I like knowing, you know, that you, you worked at a, at a sex adult store, you had a burlesque uh, group, you're a sex <laughs> expert, educator, and kink expert. So how, how does all of this tie in with your personal Instagram page, which if you feel comfortable sharing, um, how can people follow you and connect with you? So I am um, on Instagram at Sex Positive Sophia. I am SP Sophia on t- on TikTok and SP Sophia on Twitter. Um, I'm actually been having so much fun creating content through the pandemic um, on TikTok. That has been one of my fastest. I think I'm up to like 14,000 followers on TikTok and just teaching like BDSM and Kink 101 and things like that. I think a lot of people have had a lot of really great opportunities to be able to dive deeper into some of the things they kind of put on the back burner and TikTok is a really fun, like quick 60 second or less platform to be able to be like, all right, here's what you're going to do with your handcuffs. And here's how to ask your partner to lick your butthole and go on from there. (laughs) Maybe Um, I need to watch the how to lick your butthole because low key, I want to try that with one of the partners that I have. (laughs) (laughs) I'll throw it to you. (laughs) Please send it to me. I need to know. But when it comes to my social media, I, I have, so I have, everyone has like a pseudonym account and everyone has like a, or like a scam account and everyone has like their regular account. I am such a nerd for sex facts. So mine actually initially started because I wanted to be able to post, um, sex facts. Um, I started, um, that, uh, Fetish Fact Friday on my own account where I just posted like different sex facts and tips and tricks and fetishes and things of that nature because I noticed there wasn't a whole lot of accounts that were somewhere on like the nerdy side of the sex education. There were a lot of things that were like kind of porny, which is still fun to consume, but you can't look Mm -hmm. at that stuff at at work. And then there were the ones that were just like people's personal accounts, which is like, this is me tied up in rope, looking beautiful and luscious. And I was like, oh, let's find something in between. And so I made it myself. No, I I think it's so important as well. Like if you put yourself out there on social media, like you have to be authentically you because you can really tell if someone's like, you know, being fake on social media or that's not really something that they're comfortable with. So I love the fact that you're like, you know, I love creating on TikTok. I love doing this. I love doing that because that's honestly where we get a lot of our information. And I love following people who are experts in this space specifically who are generally themselves because not everybody in the sex tech or like sex space is going to look like me or you. So it's nice to see variety, right? Because I'm always like, 
I mean, I love learning from different people. It doesn't matter who you are, but I would, I like to see perspective. Like if everybody looked like one person, I would, I would be bored. <laughs> oh, 100%. We, we do the same in terms of um, our business, in terms of crease. And I do the same thing on my platforms and with whatever work I do is to do my best to help highlight real people and real body types and things like that. Instagram is full of some really beautiful people, but we all have even started using the words like Instagram model or Instagram body and things of that nature, because we see this very airbrushed, you know, sort of uh, fine-tuned version of who these particular people are. And even though they're beautiful with whatever, whatever, side of them that they're projecting, it's still not a realistic representation of who they are. Very similar to like the porn industry. I often mm -hmm. run into people and they're like, oh, I want to try this thing I saw on a porn. And I'm like, okay, so just so you know, that's not real. It's pretend. So let's take this really fun idea that you have and let's dial it back to real life. In the event, mm -hmm. you want to find someone who wants to explore and take it to this other level, 100%, that's fine. But you can't go on a first date with someone that you met on Tinder and just expect to like stick your thumb in their butthole <laughs> and choke them. That's, you, you didn't ask, there's a lot, there's a long list of questions that happen before cramming your finger in someone's butthole and choking them in the middle of sexual intercourse. No, that's so true. And I'm so happy because I'm going to be catching up with all of your content. I'm like, oh, BDSM, I'm there. <laughs> but before we wrap up, I wanted to, um, to ask you if you maybe wanted to share with us a little bit about the relaunch and how we can stay ready to, you know, jump in once the site is live and everything. So right now, the best way to communicate with us is through our Instagram account. We tried having some being present on some other social media platforms, and they're not as super sex positive. So Instagram seems to be the safest place where they're not. They're deleting my posts all the time, but they haven't shut us down. So that's the plus. <laughs> so the best way to reach out if you have any questions, if you want to wear panties, if you want to buy panties, would just be through our DMs of our Instagram account. We're very responsive. And then the relaunch will probably will be happening Memorial Day in May. And we'll try to post some. Um, uh, if, if people want to, you could also send us your email address and we can send you some direct stuff as well. Awesome. And before we leave, are all of your crease... Um gals um is it only uh femme identified individuals or can men identified individuals also send items so we do have some folks who are trans and who are male identified who have vulvas and they wear them as well and that all that stuff goes into their description as well so if you dig around for them they're in there okay perfect just wanted to ask that before um we wrap up but thank you so much for for like sitting down with me and chatting about um, this kink-based, fetish-based business and how, you know, through, you know, like-mindedness and also like sisterly bonding, honestly, because this is, this is on another level of like, you know how like twins have just a different type of connection. This is like on another level of connection. <laughs> yeah. It was, I, I, like I said, it was a very interesting Thanksgiving. She's like, I got a story to tell you. She's like, what do you think about making this a thing? I'm like, done. Let's do it. <laughs> 
Yes, I'm so excited for the rebranding and the relaunching coming up in May. If you just tuned in, I'm going to put all of their information in the description below. That way you can keep up. And then also, you know, stay tuned and catch up with her social media content, especially TikTok, because honestly, I love quick format videos because I have the attention span of like a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for, you know, sitting down and chatting with me. If you just tuned in, this episode will be also available on Spotify, maybe like in an hour or so. But if you weren't able to catch all live, <laughs> no worries, it will be on Spotify. Also stay tuned for this Saturday's episode. I'm going to be on the KQBH LA uh, radio station, 101.5 FM. I'm going to be interviewing a special friend of mine. We're going to be talking about playing the field. If there's a difference between, you know, your early 20s and your late 20s. And then also sexual chemistry. Is that really a thing? So we're going to be talking more about that there. But thank you so much uh, for tuning in. And I hope to see you 